So I had this thing on Instagram that I think I talked about just once and I had so many DMs. As a matter of fact, people on emails and Facebook asking me over and over, like, sis, how do you do that in detail? Now I had done this maybe right when I first started the podcast, I had done a podcast about it, but I have realized that you guys just really want to know, I have a secret way that within just about five minutes, no matter how bad I feel on any given day, I can get rid of negative feelings really fast with these four points of journaling. Very specific, very specific, very intentional. And today in the podcast, I'm going to teach you exactly how to do it. Matter of fact, if you're listening to this podcast, most likely I already have a YouTube video about it that I will probably link below. And inshallah, I will probably have a downloadable that you can use in case you forget and you want to know exactly how to do it. So you never have to feel horrible again on any given day. All right. If that sounds good to you, something to do to get rid of all those negative feelings, keep listening. Hello, assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I am your host, Mindful Muslim, coming to you twice a week on Mondays and Fridays, just getting you to understand exactly what you can do in all types of life situations on love, relationships, life hacks, organization, tons of stuff. And today we're going to be talking very specifically um, about emotions. And just so you know, if you're new to the podcast, we're on a mission to help modern Muslims live mindfully while maintaining their Islamic identity and thriving together as women. Because we are so tired of the competition between women. And a lot of people ask me like, ooh, who are you in competition with? And you want to know who I am in competition with? Because I am in competition with someone in particular. And it's me. I'm in competition with myself. And I'm dead serious. I'm not trying to be corny. Like I am in competition with myself. Whatever my stats were yesterday, I'm trying to beat them today and tomorrow and the next like if my salah was like you know xyz yesterday i'm gonna try to beat it today if like you know i have a a quran teacher if i got this type of like score with them or whatever i'm gonna try to beat that today if you're constantly in competition with yourself to be better and better and better you do not have time to look at the naysayers and people talking about you you are so hard focused on you competing with you and improving yourself that you honestly do not have time to look up and look around you to see who's making comments about you. So I don't struggle from people, what they think about me, and earnestly. Well, I talk about that in the the class that we teach you guys know it in our emotions mastery one. One whole section is about um, how to stop caring about what other people think. And I'm dead serious. It all starts, you know, it does go back to having higher self-esteem, which we also do teach about in our school. But the truth is like, once you have that and you have these tools, like you don't even care. And you focus more on competing with yourself for the akhirah and for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you are no longer affected by negative people. But today we're not going to talk about that in the podcast. Today we're going to talk about enemy number one, you, (laughs) me. We are our own worst enemy. Have you ever woken up in a morning and just like your eyes open? You're not even like out the bed yet. You're just looking at the ceiling like, oh my goodness, I do not want to get up out of this bed. One, because it's so comfy and cozy, but two, because I do not want to deal with dot, dot, dot 
right? We all have had that, whether it's our job, whether it's the kids, whether it's the commute, whether it's like some personal problem we have going on in our life right now, it is hard. And those negative emotions are so real. They will carry on with us for the rest of the day. They will ruin any good vibe that could possibly come our way because we are so enthralled by that negative emotion. Some people, they wake up just depressed from the second they raise their 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 eyes every day. And I get that. I've been there. Matter of fact, I was, the thing I'm going to teach you today is something that actually was gifted to me by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this story kind of goes where, um, you know, I was a person who was practicing, but I was struggling because I was in a particular life situation, right? And without going into detail, because I'm sure you guys all have your own, let's just say I was in a place in my life where I was stuck. And many of you are too, right? You're stuck in a certain living situation. You're stuck in a certain job. You're stuck in a certain financial situation. And you just feel like, oh my gosh, it just cannot get any worse right now? Is there a light at the end of this tunnel? And even if there is, like, I don't have any more patience to wait for that light because I am losing it. And so many of you are DMing me on Instagram with exactly that. I am at the end of my rope. I had one sister the other day tell me, sis, I tried to kill myself just like this month, two, three times. That stuff is jarring to me. It is scary at how in a deep, dark place our women are. But here's the thing. The good news let me tell you the good news amongst all that difficult news is that you're in control. And I talked about that a bit in the last podcast. You can always go back. And I talked about letting other people hurt you, right? And this could be what you're journaling about. This could be those negative feelings you're trying to get rid of. But at the same time, sometimes we are just hurting ourselves because we allow ourselves to wake up with that negative emotion. and We allow ourselves to let it control us the rest of the day. So here's the good news. I have something that will get rid of that. And it will get rid of it in five minutes. No joke. Now, if you don't believe me, I want you to do it. I want you to literally try this, listen to the podcast, and then just try it for like like four days at minimum. Just four days. Like, I mean, honestly, I think it'll happen even sooner, but four days, let's just say, I would like to say a week, but I know that's really hard for us. Like we're in 2021 where like people can't do something for like two seconds. So we was talking about like when people scroll, like um, if you want to share your information with people, like people scroll patience, like patience and scrolling is like now down to like three seconds. And I'm talking about like, give you an example, like TikTok, right? How fast are people swiping on TikTok? They're like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah. Mm, maybe. Hmm. Nope. 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 Like you didn't even look at anything. You even read anything. People have such like, woo, so fast. Right. So if I tell people to do something for like more than a day or more than sometimes two seconds, they're like, that's so long. And I'm like, but is it though? We have no patience. So bear with me here. I would say, try this for no more than four days. And I was going to say something to you right now. If you don't think you have four days, that is the problem. Let me tell you why right? Let me tell you the real problem. Because unfortunately, the truth is we keep passing up opportunities in our life. Like for example, if I tell you like, you will stop feeling horrible if you do this. And you're like, try for four days. I don't know. That sounds like, okay. But you're passing up the opportunity to not feel bad anymore because you don't want to invest in four days. I don't know what to say to people like that. Like if you can't give yourself that much time, like, you know, same thing with Salah. Some people are like, I don't know, Salah, you know, I'm so busy right now. Really? Two minutes for Allah, three minutes for Allah. For like, how do we not have time for the creator of time? Right? 
It's called priorities upside down. That's what it's called. Okay. So let's talk to you right now about exactly how to do this. What am I talking about? Five minutes. What is that? I'm going to tell you right now. All right. Again, probably going to have a YouTube video that'll be linked below and um, a downloadable. Oops, by the way, really, really important. Forgot to tell you, do make sure there's a link below. Sign up for our book club. We're going to be talking more and more about like emotions and relationships and all that good stuff. And I don't want you to miss any of the juicy conversations. We have them. Hundreds of women sign up every single time. And we have really, really, like, I don't know how it is, but like these women, they get really, really um, talkative and it's like so good. We share so much stuff. So definitely get in our book club. We're going to be doing Reclaim Your Heart by Yasmin Majahid. We use the book as a springboard for conversation and it gets really, really deep. And you're going to learn some really good Islamic knowledge, get some awesome advice and not feel alone anymore because you're going to walk away going, oh my goodness, she just said that. I thought it was just me. And you're going to feel that a lot. So you're going to feel like you're right at home with all the women. Be with us. Don't be alone. Definitely get in. The link is below. Definitely click the link. All right. So going into what I'm talking about right now. Okay. This is how you do it. It's only four points. I'm going to go through it pretty quick, but I want you to know that each one is important. You must do them in order and you must do them all. That's my only request. Each one takes just like a minute or two. You can take longer if you want. My suggestion is if you're starting out and that's really hard for you, just give yourself like two, three lines in each one. But the truth is the more you're into it, the even better it works. Like I even do this with my kids. It's like even like my nine-year-olds, they're like, no, I don't want a journal. And they wake up in a horrible mood. I'm like, we need to, to figure out what's really going. No, I don't want to. I'm like, come on. So it really, even them, we, and afterwards we did, we debrief on what they wrote. And then we have some great conversations. So FYI, this can work for kids as well. I just modify it very slightly. If you guys are super interested, I'll do another podcast. All right. Step number one. I, this is going to sound so simple, but it's not once I explain, like, like it is, it is easy, but I mean, like it's deeper than it sounds is what I mean once I explain. So the first bullet, and these are all prompts, totally prompts. Okay. The first bullet, the first number one, you know, whatever point number one is going to be, I feel dot, dot, dot. Now I love, I feel, I love the, I feel one because that's where you get to vent. You get to vent out every single thing you feel in your life about your problem. Like, oh my goodness, why do I have to feel like this right now? I don't want to get up. I don't want to get in the car. Oh my gosh, my boss, if they look at me and talk to me one more time, I'm going to feel like this. Uh, my kids, why do they have to act like this? Yara, why um, does my you know daughter still wet the bed? I taught her so many times and every day I get up and change those sheets. I'm so tired of changing those sheets or like, oh my gosh, if I have to do like one more term paper, I'm going to like, you know, like bust out my skin, like whatever it is, like you get to vent in this one and you can, it's better to be like less ungrateful in your venting, but the truth is letting it out of your head and off your chest is liberating because when it no longer lives there, you're no longer carrying it around for the rest of the day. So I'm telling you, you're going to start off with like, I don't really want to do this, but you're going to be like, and you're write very passionately about how upset you are about your life. And that's great because you get to let it out. And don't be shy because you're just being honest. You're just saying what you're already doing. It's not like you're doing anything extra, right? You're already talking yourself horribly. You just need to put it out so you can see it. Number two, this is the good part. Because after you have gotten in that negative, all that negative energy out, please do not close the book and walk away. That will not be productive. Because then you're going to just be on like a sour note and then keep it moving. Now, now we need to pivot to the positive to point number two. Pivoting to the positive is oh so important, which is 
gratitude. And for those of you who are smart, you know that gratitude leads to happiness. But most of us suffer from ingratitude. Hence the Quran, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks over and over again to al-insan, to mankind, telling us we are always forgetful, forgetting all the good he does for us. We're always like ungrateful and we're just like, our, our hearts are basically dead and we're just, are sick and, you know, we're just always in a state of ingratitude. And so we don't want that. And a great way to do this, and I know some people do gratitude journaling only. I think that's good, but I like what I'm doing every day with this because it allows me to acknowledge the negative feelings first. Because a lot, because I'm not going to pretend it's all rosy and wake up every day and be like, oh, you know, thank you a lot for this. And other stuff is burning in me. No, I need to get it out and feel those emotions so that I can acknowledge that they're there and let them go. There's the analogy that with, with, with letting go of bad emotions, and again, I talk about this in the free class that we have. Again, guys, DM me if you're super struggling with emotions. I'm here. But I want you to think about the analogy like this. Whenever you have difficult emotions, a lot of people try to pretend they're not there or like push them out. Oh no, sis, let them in. So I want you to pretend you're in a room with a door on the right and a door on the left. You feel angry. You're going to let the anger in the room. You're going to be like, I'm angry, but I don't have to let my anger affect me. I can acknowledge it and let it go. And then you open up the other door and you let it on out. To me, that's what number one is. It just lets me acknowledge my emotions and then let them go. And then number two, when I'm pivoting to the positive, I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for my house. So like recently with a lot of stuff in Palestine, a lot of people are, you know, seeing all these really horrific streams on Instagram and Facebook and whatever. And I want you to, to, to remember that as we're looking at those things and going, oh my gosh, that's so bad. I bet you were truly ungrateful, like the fact that that person's house just got totally turned to rubble and we're sitting in a really safe place right now. We might know that, but I mean, how often are we really saying thank you a lot? Now, some of you are going to be like, oh, I do it all the time. Good for you. The average person doesn't. They don't actually say that multiple times a day. We just, we're just too busy and we carry on. So this is your opportunity to tell us, subhanahu wa ta'ala, how much you love him, how, how grateful you are. Thank you, Allah, that my children are not sick. I know they're really difficult, but at least they're alive and well. There are people who have lost their children. Alhamdulillah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, elevate them and help them, but let, you know, allow me to, to realize how beautiful my children are right now and just like, you know, um, embrace them every day. Thank you a lot for their safety and health. Thank you a lot for the food on the table. I know there are people in the world just struggling to even find clean water. Alhamdulillah, I don't have that struggle when I wake up in the morning. I know my day is hard, but alhamdulillah, you know, I have the basics of all that I need. You know, like you're going on and on and on. I have a job, I have this, whatever you have. And, and you're going to find a lot of things that you don't have. But when you focus on the things that you don't have, that's when you don't focus on what you do have. And so that's what number two allows you to do. Now, number three, now the reason you're going to feel already, as soon, if you really do the gratitude part right, you're going to already start to feel a lot better because you let out everything that was bothering you and you let in everything in your life that is good, that you were not acknowledging because you were so busy focusing on everything that sucked. All right? I'm dead serious. This is what we need to do as an ummah. We need to stop sulking over everything we don't have when there's people who would wish for what we have. Alhamdulillah. It's the ingratitude to like bug. It really, really is. Number three, this is the part where it gets a bit interesting. So here's the thing. I teach this again in the free class that I do on Mastering Emotions where I say, okay, your body is made biologically to convince you to stay fearful. That's that fight or flight thing you heard from like Psych 101 in college, right? It's really, really true. It's trying to always protect you. 
like, um, oh my gosh, you know, like, so I remember I was really, really hurt the last time somebody did this or said that they might do it again. And they leave you in this state of like anxiety. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, mankind, he's usually anxious, just anxious. He was born, he was created anxious. And if you're in a normal state of anxiety, that's your normal biological, you know, whatever, fitra. So we have to pull ourselves out of that intentionally. We have to actually make a conscious, that's why we're here all about mindfulness because it's all about just muraqaba, like acknowledging that that exists inside of us and then like doing something about it, right? So here, you know, like for example, let's pretend you feel like the most horrible mom on earth, right? You wish you could spend more time with your kids, but you're always busy or you're always looking at your phone and you know you shouldn't, but you just like, I don't know, like there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. You got to know what it's about, but your kid's tugging at you. You know you should like play with them more and you know you should like read books with them more, but you know you just don't and you kind of feel a little guilty. Like I'm a bad mom. I've seen so many great moms on Instagram. I just suck compared to them. Or maybe you're not a mom. Maybe you're a girl and who just feels like you're the ugliest girl in the world and like who's going to marry you and who's going to love you and like whatever, whatever, whatever. Like I'm ugly, my thighs are fat, blah, blah, blah right? So this is where you take those negative thoughts and you challenge them and you create the opposite because any psychologist, any therapist, anybody who does all this deep stuff with our mind and our brain and emotions is going to tell you that whatever your mantras are over and over, and believe you me, we have some horrible ones that we tell ourselves as women. Anything you're going to tell yourself over and over and over, you're going to believe it after a while. And this is why I tell parents a lot of times, we don't realize it, but sometimes we say some horrible horrible things to our children that we would never tell another random child, but we would tell our own child. Let me give you an example. Um, and again, um, I'm not saying I'm using these. I'm just telling you things that I constantly hear that would not be productive, right? <sighs> what's wrong with you? Right? How many times have you heard parents say that? Like, what's wrong with you? Ah, oh, like, you know, you're always so annoying. Hmm. Or, um, God, you're so, I, hope, I hope we're not saying things like this, but God, you're so stupid, right? Or like, ugh, why are you like this? Why can't you be like your brother? He's so much easier to deal with. Okay, now, if maybe none of those were exactly what you say, maybe some of them are exactly what you say, you know, or you're saying something else similarly horrible, I want you to ask yourself, if somebody told you that every day, what's wrong with you? What are you going to think after a while? I'll help you out. You're going to think something's wrong with you, especially if it comes from your parent. Because these are people who we really believe define who we are. Like my mom says, I suck. I must suck. I mean, she's my mom. She sees me every day. So that must be true. My dad, my uncle, my brother, whatever. So we have to be really, really careful what we say to other people. How about this? What about what you say to you? What about you say to yourself, you pass the mirror and you're like, oh my God, I'm so ugly. Who is going to marry me? Oh my gosh, this. Oh my gosh, that. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. If you're going to keep saying that to yourself, guess what you're going to think? I can't do this. I suck. And guess what's going to happen next? You're not going to do this, whatever this is. You're not going to do anything well. When you think I'm so ugly, the whole world is going to think you're uglier than you actually are because your body and your emotions is going to follow suit right after. So if you're a woman who's worried about marrying some guy and being attractive for him, if you're constantly carrying the aura that you're the ugly duckling, people will pick up on that. 
and they will feel that you are not confident. And then they will either take advantage of you or they will be disinterested in you because they can feel that you're not that confident. And it's a turnoff, especially for guys. So what I want to say to you is like, all of these things are negative things that we say to ourselves that we have to undo. That's why I said I have to explain these things. They sound mad simple, but they're not. Okay. So number three is I am. And if I said I am, you'd be like, um, I'm tired. <laughs> like what? Like what do you want me to write? But I am. So I'm telling you with the I am statement, you're going to say the opposite of what you would normally say. So for example, if you're looking around your bedroom right now, I don't know if you're in your bedroom or you look around your kitchen and you're like, oh my gosh, I am so unorganized. Nobody better come up to my house right now. This is so embarrassing. If anybody opens my like desk drawers, it's going to be like, or my closet or like look through all the tabs open on my computer, all the files everywhere, like all the photos in my phone, like whatever. I'm such a hot mess. I'm unorganized. Do not say that to yourself. We're going to say the opposite. I am organized. You feel like the worst mom in the world. You're not going to say that. You're going to say, I am a great mom. Instead of saying like, I'm so ugly, you're going to be like, I am beautiful. Any man would want to marry me. A lot doesn't make imperfection. I am just as I'm supposed to be. So you're going to say the, the, the thing that you want to actually feel. Some people call them mantras. And, you know, we do this whole thing like, what is that? Like, wow, what is that thing that everybody talks about? Like, um, you know, affirmations and like, you know, wishing things into fruition. Like that's a bunch of shirky nonsense. So don't follow that stuff. I'm talking about something else right now. So I am dot, dot, dot. Now it's not enough for you just to say that you have to visualize it. So for example, when people are, which is number four, I see dot, dot, dot. When people are trained, like, for example, to be great basketball players, let's say like, you know, a really, really famous basketball player on a team, the coaches will say, okay, before you make the shot, I need you to look at the basket and I need you to visualize that shot and visualize that you already made it in. Go. So they do that and then they go and they dribble the ball and they make the shot and they're like, whoosh, and they've already seen it going in. If you do that, it's proven, as opposed to you imagining because you have no confidence and you feel really bad that day and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm totally off my game today and I know I'm going to throw it in. I know it's going to bounce off the rim and just fly in some opposite direction, probably like nail my coach in the head. If you already have that feeling, chances of you sucking are going to be a lot higher because your body is going to follow with this lack of confidence as it lets go of the ball, as opposed to somebody who has like confidence and focus, and then they let go. And so that's the same thing you're going to do here with this part of the journaling. I see. I see. Now, so let's pretend you were the person who like wanted to imagine that you're like hyper-organized. You're going to be like, I see my closets and they're like so organized right now. Like every single shirt is pressed and exactly where it should be. Every single item in my drawer is exactly where it is. Are you going to be like, I'm a great mom? You're going to be like, I can see my children smiling and us embracing together and enjoying a beautiful day. And da, da, da. You're going to write all that out. Now, what did that do for you? How did they get you out of your negative thinking? Well, you're now going to close the book. And it's because I said it really loud, sorry, really long, it's going to sound like it takes that long. It doesn't. Let me breeze you through it really fast and then tell you next steps of what you're going to do with that to change your negative thinking, even though your negative thinking will most likely be gone already. I'm dead serious. Do this for a couple of days. You'll see what I mean, inshallah. So what's going to happen is I feel this. Arr, you let it out. But then you're going to pivot to the positive and be like, but... Alhamdulillah, and believe me, the first day you're going to be like, Alhamdulillah, astaghfirullah. I hate to say it like that, but that's the way it kind of usually goes. People are like, Alhamdulillah, I have water. Alhamdulillah, I have food. Like, you're going to come with some like really like shallow stuff. But then when you let yourself go by the second and third and fourth day, you're going to be like, but you know what? Alhamdulillah, like at least 
my mom didn't yell at me today. Like usually she does like 10 times a day, but today so far, like alhamdulillah, like at least I woke up for Fajr today. Normally I don't. Alhamdulillah. You're going to start to like get a bit more creative because there's a ton of good in your life. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is doing so much good, but we're not recognizing it. So you're going to let it all out and acknowledge the good. You're going to be like, I am. You're going to feel like crazy confident. Like I am going to crush it on my exam today. I am going to go out there and like have an amazing day or I am, I am, I am. Everything's going to be awesome. And then you're going to visualize yourself doing it. Like I'm going to like, I normally have road rage every day. I am going to be so positive as I drive today. Like whatever it is you're trying to overcome, you're going to be like, I already did it. I am. And it's not like fake it till you make it. Okay. It's not like that. Stop attaching all these. And we have these dumb sayings, like let all those things go. Let's just, let's just keep with the journaling here. All right. So I am, and then I see myself doing it. I see myself driving down the road. Like people cut me off and I'm like, it's all right. Bismillah. Alhamdulillah. Making decker. Like I'm good. Then you're going to close the book and you have done a secret. Let me tell you what the secret is that you have done, which is why your negative emotions are most likely gone compared to the moment you lifted your eyes or yourself out the bed or whatever it is. You have primed your mind. There's this actual thing. It's called priming. You just spent five minutes priming your mind to have an amazing day. You just spent five minutes of your first, and you have to do this right when you wake up. Please do not go get yourself some breakfast, go do this, go do that, go do like 10 things, and then go try to journal. I want you to do it from the second you wake up. Put that journal there with the pen next to you. Like you got to wake up five minutes earlier, goodness forbid. Like, please guys, like care about yourself enough to wake up five minutes earlier. I can't force you to do this. Or even if you don't have to wake up five minutes earlier, find five minutes in your schedule in the very first 10 to 20 minutes of your morning to do this. Okay. Um, me, like I go and I pray and stuff first, like I wake up for pleasure. You guys have seen my morning routine on Instagram. I go and I do that. And then I sit down and I journal, boom. Like I give a lot, you know, his hak, and then I go and I sit down before I like do other stuff. I even sometimes I think I just get myself like a cup of hot water and lemon so it can like, you know, infuse and in, like while I'm sitting there and journaling. Okay. So the point is you do that and you have primed your mind for positive day as opposed to waking up feeling like complete garbage, depressed and all that, and then trying to have a good day. Have fun with that. Doesn't usually work out well, right? And you know it because you're depressed for weeks right now, right? Or you're depressed for months or years or Allah forbid, right? So I mean, let's spend with that and make it easy for you guys. I hope that helped. Those four points are what I use in case you missed it. It's I feel, then it is I'm grateful for or however I'm grateful for. Then it is I am and I see. And I'm telling you, Try it for just four days. Matter of fact, try it for four days and DM me on Instagram or share it on your stories how it helped you because I want you to share this information with each other and I want to know how it worked for you. I earnestly do because I love when I hear women have success with this stuff because it is so, so powerful, all right? Do not forget to put your name on the book club list, wait list. We will not keep it open for too long. We will close it. People who are asking me, the book club will start, I believe it's on Sundays. That's what everybody voted for at 10 a.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time. It's just like a lazy Sunday. Get up, get yourself some coffee and do like a book club. It's really, really nice. Going to get you out of bed and start your day off right. And then inshallah, bismillah ta'ala. Um, and if you're in another part of the world, maybe it's going to be like ending your day right on Sunday. And I get that. Especially some sisters from the UK or something like that. Uh, which we do have a lot on from the UK usually. Um, but yeah, and then also don't forget the wait list for the marriage, free marriage class. We're going to do tons of stuff, like 15 questions to ask a potential spouse, our top questions out of the 95 that we usually give women. 
and definitely, definitely going to get an opportunity to connect with hundreds of women in that class, just like you looking for a spouse. All right. Love you guys for the sake of Allah. I will talk to you in the next podcast. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.